Hello and welcome to the B to Beast podcast, the best place to collect killer ideas for big business. And today we have got a beast in the building. He is an elite cybersecurity expert and currently the president of Continuous Networks, where he helps businesses reduce risk and increase revenue with proper IT strategy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ross Bros. <laughs> Ross, welcome to the show, brother. Where are you tuning in from? How you doing? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I love that little intro you gave about my business. Wow, that was good. That was good. That was a good little 30-second pitch there. <laughs> yes. My my LinkedIn stocking game is uh, more impressive than most would think. <laughs> uh, yeah, so kudos for that. I am tuning in from the great state of New Jersey. Now, withhold your, you know... Withhold your judgment until the end, because if your experience in New Jersey is Newark Airport, then I don't want to hear about it, because that is <laughs> that's not where I live. <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing. Uh, no, it's it's been awesome for our worlds have been orbiting for a while here. Um, it's just been nice to connect the dots uh, between LinkedIn creators, uh, people that really are building businesses in a what I would call the right way, <laughs> a very selfishly or biased answer. Um, yeah. And you've just been crushing it. So super, super grateful to have you on here today, man. Uh, yeah. Simple, awesome. simple little softball here to start. What are you most grateful for in your world right now in your life, your business, the whole big picture? What's top of mind? Yeah, it, it's definitely the people. Um you know, I'm, I'm an introvert by nature, but uh, probably really since the pandemic, I have really discovered my extroverted qualities and my family and the people that work in my in my business. Just, you know, our, our team. So, 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 so important to me. And I just try to focus on helping them succeed in any way I possibly can. It's it's a, not just a passion of mine. It's a mission of mine. Uh, and, and it really helps to get me up every single day. Mm, love it. Love it. Now we see that theme over and over again. Uh, and I'd love to hear maybe to share more of your story in your world. Uh, do you have an exciting win or perhaps maybe an epic failure of sorts in your career that we can explore? What's what's a super interesting or exciting story that you've had in your career? And what lessons can we extract from that one? Yeah. Ooh, so many epic failures. Yeah. Um, oh, where do I start? <laughs> uh, I talk on LinkedIn a lot about the, the couple of times that I got hacked when I was younger before I really discovered cybersecurity. But I think honestly, the more interesting one is how, how I learned to lose in business. And uh, that's a tough lesson. It's a tough lesson. Uh, it would take me all day to, to tell that full story. But effectively, you know, for in the interest of brevity, uh, I think it was 2019, uh, we had lost almost $500,000 in, um, like that was what our, 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 um, profit and loss showed at the end of 2019. It was pretty depressing to see that happen. And we had gone through quite a few years of some pretty, pretty, pretty tough times trying to build our business. We had built it up really big at one point and we had a lot of failures, made a lot of mistakes, you know, did not have the focus on people that we do today. 
and uh, lost some major, major clients. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of it had to do with my mismanagement of the way I did things, the fact that I didn't ask for help, the fact that I didn't really leverage my team or, or support them. I kind of just put myself in that top, that top chair and said, hey, man, it's all about me. It's all about what I can do. And you need to be here to serve me. And I just had the wrong way of looking at it. And uh, that's, I think, what really helped to lead to that huge loss. And, you know, it was kind of, we actually made the decision to go remote prior to the pandemic happening because we, our office lease was up and we were like, okay, we're going to build this beautiful new office and we're spending tons of money on it. We're going to showpiece. We're going to do the walk of Kings with our clients, all of this great stuff. And, um, they, 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 so we had to get out of our old office and we're like, we're going to work from home for a few months and you know, it'll be ready probably around first of March, 2020. <laughs> well, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> oh my God. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. And so we were like, okay. Um, then they kept delaying it and delaying it and delaying it, but obviously it was uncharted territory for everybody. Yeah. And so they eventually, by the time, I think we were July, August, we said, you know what? We've been working remotely for almost a year now. Um, let's just keep doing it. Let's just keep doing it. And so we we got out of that office lease because they couldn't they couldn't facilitate it anyway. Lost our security deposit, which was fine. And we've worked completely remotely ever since. Now, back then we were, um, I don't know, 14 people, I think, at the time when that happened. We're now 35. Uh, and we are still completely remote. We're still completely remote. So we turned that around in one year because of how we started to change focus and, and really focus on the people and taking care of them, which sounds kind of counter because, well, you're remote. How do you take care of the people? You got to get creative, right? You got to get creative about communication. And we did that. And so we had our best year ever in 2020. Uh, we went from a negative five, almost a negative $500,000 loss to a $750,000 gain in one year. Damn! There we go. That's what we love to hear. The power of the pivot. Uh, very grateful to say we had a similar chapter in our world um, over here. Uh, so that pivot into being remote indirectly probably accelerated you guys to be able to thrive in a pandemic era, which is something I had started to see in agency models and with like the new digital economy and creator economy remote work or even hybrid work seems like it should be top of the list top of the conversation for building the business from the start high level like it's mind-blowing to me that there's still so much attached to that office um but amazing mm -hmm. to hear your experience your story kind of navigating on what could have been a very devastating thing you could have played the victim card but you leveled up and turned it into what ultimately was probably a, a, an advantage or an asset um, yeah. over other companies in the space. Love it. Yep. Love it. Love yeah. it. Brilliant story to hear. Um, let's jump into more of your specific world that I know your company gets really deep into understanding a business and their complete technological infrastructure. What is your approach or your system uh, for that entire process? What we we look for here is grabbing and to the best of our ability, stealing your secret sauce. Um, <laughs> and clearly you're doing something right over there. So would love to hear at least what is your approach or what can business owners 
do on their end to at least make sure that they're keeping this conversation a top of mind and then b understanding the risks and kind of where they're at in that entire spectrum of of risk and and reward yeah yep yeah you know it's it's funny um very little of it actually has to do with cybersecurity. Uh, and I would say it's it's a couple of uh, a couple of core things because you have to continue to grow your existing clients. Now we're not a we're not a once and done company. The all the clients that we work with uh, are we're partners. We work together just about every single day, and so these clients are paying us every single month to be their outsourced IT or their augmented IT um, provider. And so like, this is a long-term relationship. We don't close, we generally don't bring on new clients in a week or two. Oftentimes those processes can take many, many months of lots of conversations. Uh, And a lot of it is bringing an awareness to a generally unaware uh, crowd about certain things inside of of their, uh, their IT infrastructures and environments. And so that's where I really put my finger on it was, wow, you know, there's a lot of stuff that people just don't know. Uh, they think they know they're they're and, and some of that is because they don't want to be sold or whatever the situation is. They think they know, uh, but at the end of the day, they, they don't. And so I said, well, how do I get, how do I get people to start discovering or connecting certain pains that they have in their business with things that are going on in, in it? Like, how, how do I do that? And so uh, I, it's funny because I don't actually consider myself a cybersecurity person. Um, I'm a marketer. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's what I do. Uh, I've I've a broad technical background, broad, broad, broad technical background, and so I'm extremely technical. If I showed you some of the stuff I was doing in my house, you'd be like, "Dude, you're crazy." Uh, so yes, I do know what I'm doing technically, and, and that's what I did for many years. But in 2018, I really got heavily invested in marketing, and I belong to this huge marketing group that's a global marketing group that is actually centered out of Nashville, Tennessee. I'm going there next week. And um, uh, can't wait to see all my friends and, and, and talk about marketing for a week. But it really helped me to start to connect those things that I was having trouble with looking at everything from an IT perspective. Because when you work in IT, you don't really understand how to talk to business people. And so I was like, I got to figure out how to do this, right? Every time I'm talking, I'm using acronyms and I'm saying all this complicated stuff. And they're looking at me with these glassy eyes. What are you talking about? And so (laughs) I got to figure that out. And I started reprogramming my brain to every time I spoke to talk in plain, simple terms. So if you ask me today what my superpower is, I'll tell you it's just that I make the complex simple. That's what I do. I do it with IT and I do it with cybersecurity because there's a lot of people that are talking about cybersecurity, but they're just talking to other people that are in technology and cybersecurity and they're not talking to the people who don't understand it. They wouldn't listen anyway because they don't get what they're saying. They don't, they're not comprehending any of it. It doesn't make sense. Um, and so that was something that I became really passionate about. And I developed this process where I would meet with a prospect and I would ask them to rate their overall IT health on a scale of 1 to 50. And so there'd be lead-up questions to that. But I'd say, you know, if you could, if you could rate it, where would you be? And, and it ran the gamut. I'd have people that said 10. I had people that said 45. Um, and I, my follow-up question to that was always, well, if you, you know, if I told you I had a process to figure this out in the next 15, 20 minutes, uh, would that sound like a waste of your time? And nobody ever said no, uh, you know, uh, or nobody ever said yes, that would be a waste of my time. Yeah. Everybody said no. 
And so I would go through this process that I call my continuous cyber score. And what it was is a set of 25 statements that I would read that came from different areas of technology and they would self-assess. And I'd say, okay, when we're done, what do you, you told me that you thought you were about a 30. What do you think it was? Now, they're, as they're going through this process over 15, 20 minutes, they're kind of getting you know this emotional response to the way they're answering. And so what they have to do is rate themselves as a zero, a one, or a two. A two meaning it's perfect, a one, room for improvement, zero, not good. And so the more zeros and ones they give themselves, the more they start to have this emotional feeling of, ooh, you know what? Maybe it's not as good as I thought. Maybe it's not as good as I thought. And even if they were right on the money, because I had people that say, I'm a 35, and then they scored a 35. And, and that just told me that you're well-connected. You are aware of what you're doing. And that's even better because now you know that you've got vulnerabilities and you're probably going to be more apt to want to fix those vulnerabilities. And so I started using this process. This is one of the ways that we, we did well in 2020 is, is I was doing this remotely with people. Um, over, over Microsoft Teams. And I just kept doing it over and over and over. I did well over 100 of these in, in uh, late 2019 and 2020. And so I got a ton of data by doing this with IT managers, by doing this with CEOs, presidents, CFOs, et cetera. Uh, and we still continue to do this process today because it is really an eye-opening process that gets them thinking about things that they weren't really considering before that. Uh, and so that's... That's uh, what I use to really bring in new business. And then I did the same thing with my existing clients while applying my core value system to them all the time. Our fourth core value is business is personal. So we want personal relationships with all of our clients. And we just focus a lot on, on building those personal relationships, whether it's, hey, you know, I mean, one of my largest clients, if, if I can't make it to a meeting or they can't make it to a meeting, I'm just texting them going, hey, listen, here's the situation. This is what's going on with my family or something. Do you have time tomorrow? Um, instead of keeping it like cold and corporate. Because if you don't want that type of a relationship with your IT company, then should they really be your IT company? I mean, how can you run a business without technology? And if you can't treat them like human beings and they don't treat you like human beings, how do you get positive results? And so that's always the way I looked at it. And that's, that's paid off when it comes to growing our existing clients. And anytime there is frustration, using that to make sure that we continue to grow that relationship. Wow. There, uh, yeah, there's two layers of golden, golden insights here uh, to pick up on that I, I heard. The first one was reprogramming your language. Um, I think so many people get this one wrong. It's very easy to get pulled into like the authoritative thought leader, big words, like, oh, especially the more like academic, the industry or the more technical. So the fact that you were able to reprogram your language into a way that makes sense is brilliant. We don't always hear that. A lot of people always just get to the hard like checklist systems, et cetera. But a lot of times it's the soft skills that really make the difference coming into play. Um, having that social, emotional kind of uh, navigation on your end was very useful to reprogram your language. Great advice yeah. there. Uh, and then to simplify your measuring process to a yeah. binary level of literally zero ones and twos um, is such a brilliant way and simple. Again, a lot of times the problem with marketing 
sales, any of that stuff is it just gets too complex. Yeah. Like people just <laughs> abort mission. I don't know what I'm yep. doing. I just don't get it. Not making a decision. <laughs> and you've simplified it down to one question at a time, one response at a time. And you're slowly feeding how your solution um, fits into their world and then slowly increasing that gap of risk that they're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, and somewhere exactly. that threshold tips. Um, so very, very grateful for you, Sharon, that secret sauce. Uh, I'm curious, since you are such a technical individual as well and very um, digitally involved, what do you consider, like what tool or application do you consider a must have for your world, your life, your business? What's something that you have to have to have? Oh, yeah. Um, wow. There's, you know, there's the way that I think a lot of people would answer that question. I'm going to answer it a little bit differently. Uh, the best tool I think that you can have is um, a structure and a plan going in before you start actually buying things and making other decisions. That has been the biggest thing that I have found that people make mistakes on and a big reason why people have a lower score or have vulnerabilities is because they jump to step four or five and they ignore steps one and two, which is really documentation and a plan and an approach to how you're going to handle things like IT security, IT projects, IT budgets. Uh, how do you do that if you just dive in head first without understanding what's below the surface. And I think it's a tremendous risk that people overlook all the time. Mm, very true. No, I think it's, it's easy to let that one slip because um, mm -hmm. you do get so excited about growth and next chapter and investment funds and series B and like, just keep it going. But if you don't have that infrastructure, it is very likely that momentum it's just going to send the send things off the rails if that structure isn't there. Um, amazing, amazing to, to send it back to a little bit more practical, zooming out that way. Um, so this last question is more about your personal habits and day-to-day -day approach. Obviously, you're running a, a brilliant, successful, great business, tons of employees, um, and doing it sustainably. So I'm curious, what habit or daily task is non-negotiable for you or something that you just have to do for yourself every day, whether it's on the business side, the life side, what is that for you? Yeah. And I don't know that I would necessarily do it every day. There's a couple of things on the personal side. Uh, a big one is getting physical exercise, weightlifting, walking. Uh, I don't need to hit the Peloton for 45 minutes and feel like I want to die afterwards but I need to be getting that consistent exercise and movement, especially today, especially when you're in a remote situation, you just need to be getting that exercise. And that is so, I say this to people all the time. If you get the physical, if you get that exercise component figured out in your life, it will start to help you regulate your brain. You will make better decisions. You will feel better about yourself emotionally. You won't be so torn by the bad things that happen and you'll be able to recognize the opportunities when they come to you. You've got to get that down. Um, and so that's a big one. The second one, which is business, is clarity breaks. You've got to step away from technology, whether you go outside, maybe you do it while you're exercising, but take your plan with you. 
take it printed out on a piece of paper, take your plan with you where you're not going to be distracted by LinkedIn notifications or emails or whatever the situation is and really think it through. I mean, if you think about any great thing that you've ever created, any plan that you have, you've got to sit there and be quiet, sit there and think about it. What if I go this way? What if I go that way? You know, do that internal SWOT analysis uh, as you sit there and think about it. And I think that's been a huge thing that that one of my coaches got me to do a few years ago and uh, has been tremendous, a tremendous help for me. Wow. Amazing. No, I think a lot of it, in, in, it reinforces the consistency of being able to just, all of this is habits, systems, give yourself those bumper lanes mm -hmm. to, to stay on track. Um, we see it over and over with some of the most successful people. They keep this top of mind. Um, yep. Absolutely amazing. Thank you for sharing your secret sauce with us. Now we're jumping into the world's fastest game show ever. We're going to play a round of this or that. Uh, you'll get three randomly generated questions. All you have to do is pick this one or that one. And on the other end, we'll get to hear what you're up to and how people can connect with your world. Are you right. ready to play? Let's do it. Let's All right. Do it. The first round of this or that begins now. Number one, ketchup or ranch? Oh, ranch. Oh, he's a ranch man. There we go. I like it. All right. Let's see what we got next. Okay. A food truck or restaurant? Restaurant. Oh, he's a restaurant man. There we go. Ranch at the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And now the last one, apparently an unofficial food theme here. Um, yeah. Ice cream or cake? Neither. <laughs> oh neither oh i don't eat wow. either <laughs> okay we got a wild card here uh this still counts all right you beat the game this or that <laughs> congratulations uh what are you up to right now this year um and how can our listeners follow your journey get started um with your security threat assessments um, or just follow more of your world. How can they attach to your world? Yeah, um, obviously on LinkedIn, I'm Ross Browse on LinkedIn. Easy to follow me there. I have a huge love for IT managers and IT people, and I want to support them in any way I possibly can. I've got some really fun video series coming out over the next few months, all about IT managers. One's called Confessions of an IT Manager. Uh, another one is called the CEO versus the IT manager. Uh, some really fun edutainment style videos uh, that I've got coming out. I, I went to NYU for film and TV, so I just love making videos. I just love it. I have an old production studio with lights and like rigs all up on the ceiling in my basement where I shoot a lot of these things. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited to bring a lot of that stuff to LinkedIn. Uh, and it, it lends right into what it is I do. Uh, the biggest thing I think that, that we're doing this year is, is helping those IT managers get that plan in place, that cybersecurity and IT documentation plan in place for their businesses, uh, because it's an area that they're just all really, really, really weak and really vulnerable in. Uh, and I want to help as many as, as I can, uh, you know, possibly can to, to achieve that. And, and, save money. They're going to save money. They're going to run a better business. Uh, they're going to be able to see things like ROI. And I just, I think that's hugely important. 
Mm, love it. Love it. Yeah. Highly recommend the follow on LinkedIn. Um, well worth it. Very entertaining uh, and so valuable, so insightful. You are in the very small percentage of folks uh, that I would consider doing it right out there. Um, and it is Thank you. immediately noticeable. So I just have to take a moment because I have been following and, and seeing your journey um, for several years now and just have to give you the proper recognition and appreciation because I know it's very easy to stray off course, get pulled yeah. into <laughs> all kinds of things. So I very much respect the, the people that are doing it right organically out here. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your service, your time, your talent, the, the film student that <laughs> is bringing <laughs> IT to the business world. That's what yeah. it's. Yeah. Just a brilliant, brilliant story. And I can't wait to see what else is in store for you, man. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate well, it. We have one final question remaining. We're going to hand you the mic once more. And this last question is for one specific listener that they might be just starting out or they might be stuck taking it to the next level. And we covered the systems, we covered the strategy, all the nerdy stuff. But sometimes you just need a little spark in the heart. Yeah. So I got to ask you, what? final words of advice or motivation can you share to send this listener into beast mode? Yeah. Great question. Um, the answer is a little bit long, uh, for that, uh, for that question. But, uh, you know, my story going back to childhood was, um, you know, I, I had good parents, good upbringing, but I struggled with weight a lot growing up and I struggled with friends and making friends. Uh, to this day, I'm not friends with anybody that I went to school with as a child. Uh, and it, uh, it was hard. It was really hard uh, growing up like that and, you know, just hating getting up every morning, hating going to school and not believing in myself, um, even though I, there were things I wanted to do that I, you know, the system wasn't really built for, for somebody like me. And so I was um, talking with one of my daughters last night who's going through the same thing today, uh, and she's really struggling with it. And I finally told her my story uh, of going through all of that. And we were both in tears as we sat there uh, and talked about it. And, and she looked at me and she just said, I didn't know that about you. And I said, well, you know... <laughs> You guys think I don't understand you because I, I'm a I'm a boy and you know I and and somehow I can't understand you because you're a girl. But the fact of the matter is, I see a lot of the stuff you're going through, and and you know I wanted to tell you that story so you understand that I do understand a little bit. And the way that relates to anybody that's starting out and building something is that it's tough, and you're not going to have many friends, and you're not going to have a lot of support. And you're going to make mistakes and you're going to do things that don't seem right. You're going to have a lot of people that doubt you and don't believe in you. And it's going to make you doubt yourself. And my journey on LinkedIn has been no different than that, even as an adult. And uh, you, just have to, you just have to want it. And you just have to get just empowered by the people who say, yeah, I don't really believe that this is a thing or I don't really believe you're going to get anywhere with it. Because if you really care to prove them wrong, you'll keep finding ways. You'll keep finding ways to tweak it and change it and make it better and get your finger on the next level that's going to take you there. Uh, and even when it feels like it's a waste of time, you just keep showing up and you just keep showing up and you just keep showing up. And then all of a sudden, one day, people start to have respect for you. All of a sudden, one day, 
you get a lead. All of a sudden, one day, you're finding yourself in a conversation or a relationship that is so beneficial to both sides that you never would have had otherwise. And that's why you do it. That's why you do it. Wow. Wow. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the B2B podcast. This has been Ross Rouse. You're a bee.